Market Watch is proudly brought to you by Top Sport, home of the Top Sport betting multi. Gamble responsibly. Call 1800 858 858. G'day everyone, welcome to this week's edition of the Market Watch podcast. It's proudly brought to you by topsport.com.au. Remember, they are the home of the best of the best multis. We have got a huge divisional playoff weekend in the NFL. The BBL is getting to the pointy end of the season and what a season it's been for the BBL. Why are, why are they reducing to 43 games in a couple of years' time? We'll have to have a discussion about that. And of course, some of us, no names mentioned here, are very, very chuffed about what's happened from a racing point of view. Who cares if you get washed out on a Saturday when you pick up great prize money on a Thursday? Uh, the usual suspects are in attendance. I'm talking about uh, Tristan Merlihan, the number one seed up there at topsport.com.au and Jared Condon from readingtheplay.com.au. All right, all right, Tristan. Away you go. Talk us through the race. It was a very enjoyable day out there, Jimmy. And the, the goal, it was obviously very unfortunate the fact that the other uh, races got called off on Saturday. And uh, but it actually gave me an opportunity to head out to the track, which doesn't normally happen on a Saturday. So it was good. We got the, a few of the family members up and had a great day. There was a good crowd out there too. There was plenty of people out there on the lawn enjoying themselves. So uh, yes, but no, Summer Loving certainly did us proud. She looked like she was over racing early. She got checked a couple of times. She couldn't find any clear air and then flew the last 50 or 100. So certainly uh, certainly a big effort by her and uh, very exciting times to where she heads to next. I think maybe over a little bit of ground, uh, a little bit further ground, she could be very, very impressive. How rock solid are you, Jimmy? I mean, a week ago, you're bagging me for um, mentioning Summer Loving and the form coming in at a race. And now a week later, you're uh, all over the fact that, you know, what a great run and paid 5.30 to place. And... Um, um, Jeez, anyway, lovely run, lovely run. Running third in a big race, really tight track. Gee, Tristan steps out to 1,400, 1,600 next campaign. Um, uh, I think you've got a very nice horse there that's got a group future in it. And, uh, Jimmy, anyway, the good news is that you would have backed the winner yesterday, so that's uh, that's a, that's good and probably recovered some of your worries about the Bucks last weekend, but onwards and upwards. You know, uh, with all those concussions that I had, I've got a very bad short-term memory. Uh, but I'll tell you what's all, all important, and you guys know this now, the staking plan. So, uh, yes, I didn't fall into the summer loving the win, but what about the place? Skirt the law, not sure what happened there, lost in translation. So I know one of us is having phone issues on this podcast. There might be two of them uh, if we add to that. If you're liking the podcast, make sure you subscribe wherever it is. You listen Apple Um Spotify, uh, iTunes. No, that is Apple. Anyway, you can watch us on YouTube, wherever you get it, Megaphone. Uh, today, we've got BBL. We'll talk a little bit of test cricket. We've got massive NFL coming up as well. And, of course, the racing. What we like to do here, of course, is to look back before looking forward. So, Tristan, you better explain to us uh, how things played out last week with our selections and where we're at for Pass It On Clothing, uh, the great charity from Chris and Olga and the team. Yeah, we've got the balance up there to 1,765 now, and we certainly got a few collects. The uh, the 49ers, despite being in a little bit of trouble early on in that match, they finished very, very strong to to win that game comfortably, and we got the minus 10 there. The, the Giants, they uh, they they knocked over the Vikings. Uh, we got that all-important staking plan well uh, yeah. right as well. We got 50 on the win and 50 on the line, so got a good collect there. And then we got the multi-up, which was San Fran, Buffalo, Cincinnati, and the Cowboys. So good return there. So seventeen hundred and sixty-five, uh, which was which was really nice to see. Is that well, inclusive? Uh, uh, is that inclusive of the hundred dollars from from my lunch bets, Tristan? 
Uh, no, we haven't got the uh, the lunch bet funds in there just yet. So I'm sure uh, I'm sure that, that that that'll tick in very very soon. Mm. And Jimmy, so last week we gave out four winners and a lay. So there, there, there's five winners. Yeah, right. What what was the lay, Jimmy? Did we? Well, I tell you what, tell you what was happened. Was there any update on the lunch bets from last week? Tom Brady got old in a game of football. Like it's just amazing how it happens. Um, Sixty-six times they asked him to throw. Um, he was on target for thirty-five of them. But seriously, anyway, anyway. Talk well, about just him. on that note, for for anyone sitting here watching on YouTube, it, it's similar when Jimmy hasn't had a shave when he's been off radio for a for a week or so. <laughs> very good. I'm I'm channeling my inner Tristan Merlehan. I'm just well, a whole. And- Right and Jimmy, I, I did try to tell you three weeks ago that $19 for the Bucks to win the Super Bowl was missing a zero. Yeah, however, however, um, Dak Prescott has the game of his career, uh, four touchdown passes, a rush touchdown as well, a quarterback rating of over 140, just absolutely exceptional. So fair play to Dak, well done. Um, and now he's got to do it again, the, the 49ers. But yeah, I just thought that uh, in the space of, 60 minutes, Tom Brady got old. However, let's go to the lunch bet score update. I love this. I'm still top of the ladder. Don't know how. Every metric I'm looking at, I'm behind Tristan. But what's going on here, Jared? Oh, and it was uh, done deliberately, Jimmy. I wanted to see if you still wanted to tell everybody that you're top of the table and whether Tristan was going to pick up the fact that he's now leading. So we've got Tristan at plus two, Jimmy at plus one. Mm. And thankfully, I picked up one last week. So I'm uh, minus three. Just giving you blokes a little bit of a, um, a start before we get into the real stuff um, in about 41 days, I think, Jimmy. Well, that is if if the NRL and the players can come to some sort of agreement. Well, no. Just on that, um, I'm actually, I think I'm very, very similar to the Titans at the moment. We're both undefeated. You're undefeated like the Titans. Well done. The top sport Titans. By the way, look at this. Got the top sport Titans on. So, I mean, flying the colours here. Yes. I had the kids, one of the kids said to me the other day, Dad, do you support the Titans now? I said, no. <laughs> it's an obligation for work, son. At least you, at least you didn't wear, uh, wear your uh, Brady uh, or Bucks uh, cap this week, Jimmy. <laughs> no, that's been stowed away for another year. That might be stowed away forever, uh, Tom Brady and the Bucks, uh, based on what we're hearing at the moment. What are we making of the BBL, gents? Um, this has been another incredible season. One, because of the increased interest in it. So some really good numbers from a TV point of view. We're looking at the... Uh, the big bash in Sydney, uh, the crosstown rivalry with the Thunder and the Sixers, they're close to a sellout at the SCG on a Saturday night. I know Warner v Smith and Smith's 100 the other day up at Coffs Harbour was spectacular. Uh, big shout out to you, Moe Enriquez, for running him out on 101. But um, this is absolutely huge. Um, in the absence of Kyrgios and Barty at the Aussie Open, Tristan, it's been amazing. But the, the standard of cricket's been excellent. The internationals... Although sparse have been strong contributors, but it's the local and often the domestic non-international stars that are having an impact on this BBL season. Oh, they certainly are. And, and the other big benefit is that they get to finish the games before midnight too, which isn't always the case <laughs> in the tennis. But uh, yes, we've, we've, it's, been a, it's, it's been a big big change uh, from last year. And I think all, all the metrics and, and everything adds up to a much improved uh 2022-2023 season and it's amazing how 
it's only little minor things that need to be tweaked and and you get a, a massive uptick and 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 i've been really uh really happy with a the turnover and b the the quality of the bbl in in the last last month or so and i think just having the yeah the big names of the aussie players back but also I think having the domestic players, as you touch on, Jimmy, giving them an opportunity when they're surrounded by a few more quality players as well, I, I think that really, really benefits things. So, um, yeah, as you say, that they're obviously reducing the number of the games uh, coming up. So I, I don't necessarily disagree with that as well. With um, I, I think that might even be a further improvement. So we'll see how things pan out. We've got a couple of games today and then the big match, the Sixers v the Thunder on Saturday night, where the Sixers are just favourites, $1.63, and the Thunder, $2.26. So, Stephen Smith up the top of the order, certainly uh, playing very, very well in that new spot. And it's noticeable to see that there's so much more um, social following and, and general public following I'm seeing over recent weeks. And I think you, uh, cutting it back next season certainly was the right way to go. I mean, we go back four or five years ago. That was the right recipe. And how good to see Steve Smith hitting the ball like he did midweek. I mean, what a hundred and... Uh, Gee, he just sees him like a watermelon when he's informed, doesn't he? What a fascinating case study for sports administrators in Australia and around the globe. Like you're right, Tristan, about like what what are there's so many levers you can pull, right? International stars, our, our national stars coming back, the number of games, the times they're played, um, the overload, the the schedule, the, the the dates that are played, you know, within school holidays. There's all these things that go into play. And why? Why this season? I just don't know. I think it's really interesting. They've scaled back instead of 14 home games, 10 home games in coming seasons. And now it feels like, gee, that's not going to be enough. And maybe they left some money on the table there for Cricket Australia. So it's it's so fascinating the way that this has played out. I want to have a long-term bet in the BBL too, um, by the way. Uh, Scorchers $2.30 to win it. They'll do it in a canter. Um, Steve Smith, won't be at the Sixers if they do make the final. I don't see any other team being challenging there. Um, you know, Alex Carey and Travis Head are going to be out from the strikers. So they made that huge run last year. I don't see them doing that this year. Um, they've got an incredible record at home. And yes, they lose Green and they lose Agar and they lose Morris, but they retain Hardy, Inglis, Turner, Ty, Richardson, Kelly, Berendorf, Hatzaglu and Bancroft. It's, they are almost impossible to beat over there in Perth. The one team that has beaten them in their three losses this year was the Thunder, and that was a really low-scoring game. Perth batted first, only got 142. So from my point of view, the $2.30 on the Scorchers as a long-term bet in the BBL, I'm taking it. Yeah, well, and, and I think that that's a good play as well with, um, you know, with, with for all the reasons you just mentioned, it's easy to get sucked into these teams and go really, really well right at the moment, but you have to make sure you're aware. It's obviously very important for the Scorchers to keep going the way they have to get that home final. But uh, yeah, it's, it's the all important side in the final that, that's going to contribute to the, to the title. So I think that looks a good play. And as you say, Jimmy, with, um, uh, with the, uh, are we going to be in a position where we think, oh, there, there aren't enough games in the BBL next year, but I sometimes think having people wanting more as opposed to three quarters of the way through the tournament, wishing there were less, I think is, uh, is, is, is a good pathway for, for the next three or four years of sustainability. And, and I, I think that that's, that's something which it's hard to get that balance right, but I think they're certainly making some improved steps on where they were three years ago. 
Yeah, I certainly think you're on the right leg there, Jimmy. And I mean, no, nobody's got a record like the Scorchers in the BBL either. I mean, you know, the the Langer years, they were absolute standout. And that home ground advantage is just significant, in particular for them. They are, as you suggest, almost unbeatable at home. Um, the other thing around it is, too, it's a real, <coughs> um, what did the great Tom Jones say? Always leave them wanting more. Um, it's a real NFL philosophy. I know they've gone to 18 rounds in 17 games. Um, and that's a lot to do with the owners and, you know, getting that extra, extra game, um, extra home game every second year. But it's a real lesson and instruction when you think about they got a little bit more money, Cricket Australia, for a lot less content. And the yield per game, especially in the BBL, is so much better. I think there's a lesson there for the National Rugby League. When we talk about cram uh, calendars and, and all that sort of thing, just pulling back from 24 games to 21 games to 22 games, whatever conference system you want to come up with, I think in the next broadcast um, cycle, which is not until 2028, so we're locked into 2027, I reckon there's something there for NRL um, administration about just how many games we want our players to play and where there is potential growth for, because the biggest issue is you're giving teams one less home game and you're giving broadcasters less content. And if you can compete, Cricket Australia shown, you can get the same amount of money, get a bit more for less content. So I reckon there's something in that as well. I think you're right too, Jimmy. And the key word you mentioned is quality. You know, I mean, uh, the, the season, the way it's now structured, we're going to start early. We don't have quality rep games or a rep schedule at an international level. Um, we're now going to completely miss the weekend that has been so successful over the last three years in the middle of the uh, NRL season where we had the um, uh, Pacific Islanders um, all playing. Um, certainly over the next couple of years, let's hope that there is some thinking. We'll end up with 18 teams. We do need two conferences and we need a massive overhaul of how the structure is uh, outlined from, you know, whether it's the first week of March uh, and what we do in the middle of the year. All right, let's get into it, boys. NFL, absolutely huge. Thoroughly enjoying it this year. Some incredible games in the Wildcard playoff round. Uh, most notably, the Char uh, Chargers-Jaguars game. Like, what about Trevor Lawrence? Like, he's four interceptions in the first half, and then he gets four touchdowns to bring home the Jaguars. That was an incredible game. Uh, 49ers were behind at different stages. Um, I don't know how the Dolphins were able to hang in there so long against the Bills. Um, the Giants were, you know, are we all in on Daniel Jones? We're all in on Brian Dable, but I don't know about Daniel Jones. Sam Hubbard gets the Bengals home with an incredible uh, steal and touchdown. And then we've already had the mention of the Cowboys uh, absolutely dominant against the Buccaneers. Overall thoughts, Tristan, and, and what's the Super Bowl market telling us after the wildcard round? Yeah, I thought it was a fantastic wildcard round. And, and I guess going into the round, there, there were a few games that I were I was excited about, but I thought there might have been a few, not, not disappointing games, but I, th I thought there might have been a few, you know, clear margins and, and games where we knew the result pretty early in the piece, but that wasn't the case at all. Every one of those games uh, had, had some rollercoaster moments, which was really good to see. And now we, we, we've got a market which hasn't changed too much uh, because most of the teams that did progressed through were probably expected to win bar the Giants and the, the Jaguars, but they were pretty close betting games anyway. So uh, we've got the Chiefs at $3.80, the Bills at $4.20, the 49ers now into $4.80. They, they just keep doing getting it done. It's, it's amazing. And then Philadelphia, $6, Cincinnati, $9.50, Dallas, $11, the Giants, $26, and Jacksonville, $31. So we've got a core team, a group of eight teams there that are all uh, 
and are going to be very excited going into this round of fixtures. We're just going through a few of those games that you touched on last week, Jimmy. That's now 11 straight wins for the 49ers. And uh, mentioned in commentary last week in their game, uh, the last 16 games they had coming into the playoffs, the team that they played um, lost the week following, 16 weeks in a row. And they are just absolute bullies in defence. They're bruising. They absolutely bust teams. And they certainly did that to the Seahawks. Uh, I don't know how the Jags got out of that. Down 27-0 off such a poor first half, but I think that's more about the Chargers than it was the Jags. Uh, very entertaining, but, you know, the Chargers, uh, as, you know, how the coach lasted out of Tuesday into this week and, you know, they end up sacking his um, off, uh, offence uh, coordinator and certainly he had um, a very patchy track record, but gee, the coach was over the last. I don't know that that changes. Uh, yeah, the Bills led 17-0, and then that game got close, and uh, the Giants, gee, Tristan's been driving the Giants bus for about five weeks and been bang on, because each time he's been all over them, they've won. Uh, very interesting matchup for them this week, and uh, yeah, the Bengals got out of jail, and the Bengals, and we'll touch on it in a moment, they're just picking up a lot of injuries right at the moment at the wrong time, so Brings us into the divisional round. Um, I will say a couple of historical things about this particular week, that the number one seeds, uh, while they may win, have a very, very poor record uh, against the line because normally we see here that the number one seed is playing um, somebody that's slowly placed coming out of the wild card week. So we've got the Jags who have fourth seed now in against the Chiefs, and we've got the Giants who are sixth seed in against Philly, um, and those lines look very, very interesting. Mm. All right, why don't we get to the first game? Uh, Sunday, 8.30 our time, Jacksonville travel to Kansas City to Arrowhead. What's the market saying there? What's the line, Tristan? Yeah, well, the market does have the Chiefs very firm favourites. It's a twenty-three. the Chiefs, 4.40 the Jaguars, and a flat 10 is the line. Has been support at the... Um, at, at, at the plus, uh, they're into a dollar eighty now. The Jaguars plus that ten flat. So whether it ducks under that that double figure line into nine and a half, maybe time will tell. Then uh, yeah, we, which uh, fifty two and a half as well is is the total points in that game. It's a really interesting matchup, isn't it? I, I think the opening market, the very early opening markets in the US last Monday, had the Chiefs at six and a half. Now that's obviously been bet very heavily. Uh, out to then nine, now 10. I think uh, then there's been money for the Jags at the 10 because that point I just mentioned about the underdog in these number one playoffs, but it's at Arrowhead where it'll be an absolute full house. That place is just amazing when it's full and a big pro high profile playoff game. I certainly think the Chiefs win, but their record uh, when favoured by a touchdown or more and or at home has been very poor. The other very interesting uh, factor here is that the Jags coach, uh, Doug uh, Penderson, who previously uh, was with the Eagles, last week was the sixth time he's had a coached in the playoffs as an underdog and is six from six. I think they meet their maker this week. I'm uh, keen on the Chiefs. The line's probably uh, a touch too long for me, but I do think the Chiefs win. Yeah, interesting, isn't it? There's a particular type of mindset if you're a quarterback to throw four interceptions in the first half and not let it phase you to still come back and win. And as you say, whether it was the Chargers or whether it was the Jaguars, it doesn't matter. You still got to do it for Trevor Lawrence. So that was exceptional. Um, the line is really interesting. The all-important 10 points there. Um, we just don't know what, at different stages this year, we've had 
Chiefs being supreme and the other stages they've they've struggled at times, still getting wins, but but struggled. You know that Mahomes can control a game at the back end. We know that Andy Reid is an offensive genius when it comes to a coaching point of view, but um, I, I'd be favouring the plus 10 with Jacksonville uh, in that one, but I think clearly a Kansas City Chiefs victory. I think just on that, Jimmy, the other key point here, I thought it was one of the better bets of the week was the under 52 and a half. I personally think the Jags are going to struggle here on the road, second week into Arrowhead. I don't know that they contribute a lot here. I think the Chiefs win, but I certainly think under 52 and a half. And if you did happen to have um, an interest in that plus 10, Jimmy, I'd be happy to take you on. Let's go. There was a saying about something in spiders. I can't quite remember it at the moment, but there we go. You want to go to the lunch bed into the, I'll, I'll take Jacksonville plus 10. My man, Trevor Lawrence, not necessarily win it, but I'll tell you what, nothing worries our man, Trevor. Surely you're, you're good, aren't you? Last week it was my man, Brady. Now it's my man, Trevor. It's a generational people, thing. Jimmy. It's a generational thing, you know. Um, what, tell me Trevor Lawrence doesn't get a hair commercial shortly. I mean, anyway. Uh, right, let's go to the other game on Sunday, our time. This is the Giants, Tristan's Giants, travelling to Philadelphia. Let's see how Jalen Hurts' shoulder is, Tristan. Yeah, Tristan's Giants. I'm not so sure about that. They were. I was more so Tristan's not Vikings when, uh, when I've been on the Giants a couple of times. But the, uh, the Giants are $4 in this game. The Eagles are $1.26 and the line is 7.5 in this match. So... It's a fascinating game because the Giants they have uh, they have improved so much over the the, the last year. Um, you know they've probably been a little bit fortunate with some of the teams they've run into at the back end of it. They they did take on Philly the last game of the season when uh, when there was a lot of players arrested from the the Giants side and the, and the Philly side couldn't quite get away from them there. And and it's a it's the line seven and a half. I just think Philly's building towards something here. I think they might be able to put the foot down, and I don't mind the minus in this game. Yeah, the Giants are a great story. And I have to say they're very, very well coached. He's done an outstanding job first year in, and certainly he's got two very good assistants on both sides of the ball. But I think they, uh, they're they in uh, upper level here. I think the Eagles have come off a fresh week into this. Uh, I thought seven and a half was uh, too low. Uh, I certainly am keen about the Eagles, and I think they cover. Yeah, okay. I, I, I think... Oh, that, that line is a, a concern for me. I might have a, a bet on this a little bit later, actually, uh, with the alternate lines available at Top Sport. Go for the top up too, by the way. Um, I mentioned Jalen Hurts' shoulder, but he this year has taken his game to a new level. Every metric is considerable improvement. He's 14-1 and one when he started this year. He becomes a dual threat now with his throwing and his running. Um, I, the, the line is the all-important. Uh, Philadelphia Eagles to win that one. Uh, I might come back to that line a little bit later on during the course of this podcast. Settle down, Jared. Settle down. What do you think in the next couple of minutes it's going to change, Jimmy? No, no. I, I just know I've got a direct line to a bookmaker that I know that I can, you know, top fluck, top top up, all that sort of stuff. So, you know, mm. it's not, as my father used to say, my late father, it's not what you know, it's who you know. So... Here we go. Let's go on Monday where the Cincinnati Bengals go to Buffalo. They, oh, what's going on with Buffalo? They are the favoured way, though, Tristan. They are, and, and I'm glad you 
you bought that line that I've got an issue with my phone hook line and sinker, Jimmy. Because yeah, it's 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 definitely the case that I don't have your number in my phone that I've been avoiding a few of those calls. But uh, <laughs> uh, the Bengals are three dollars oh five, Buffalo a dollar forty one, and flat five is the line. This game is an absolute beauty. The Bengals have been. Um, you know, really hitting the, the, their straps at the right end of the season. But as Jared pointed out, unfortunately, there's a few injuries that are that, are, that have come at the wrong time. Buffalo's obviously running with a lot of momentum as well. But you know, I, I just think this game's going to be a beauty. I, I think uh, I, I think it's going to come down to the wire. And as a result, I, I think probably the the plus five is the side that I would rather be on. I, I just think it's this this is going to be one of the best games of the postseason. Um, and 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 I'm really looking forward to seeing how it plays out. Well, gentlemen, let me know if you're keen. I'm, I am very much with the Bills this week at the minus five. Um, I think that line flatters the matchup because of the Bengals out. Um, you know, they've been picking up injuries for the last three or four weeks. They picked up another three last week. Uh, they're up against, I think, one of the best defensive coaches in, in the competition. Um, and the Bills, great position here. I thought that score last week flattered. Um, flattered the Dolphins at 17-0. There were a couple of really lucky plays that went the right way that got the, the Dolphins back into that game. Um, I thought the line should have been longer here with all of those key outs. You know, Burrow's going to need to be uh, a magician. I'm with the Bills. I think Allen's up this week, and uh, I certainly think they're covering the five. Yeah, interesting, is it? I, I, I'm not sure about those Bills, about, you know, that... They start the year as Super Bowl favourites. Um, they've they've got a quarterback who is one of the the greats of the league, one of the top five of the league, and to a degree, in the absence of Brian Dable, he's regressed a little bit as as a quarterback. I don't think you say the same about Joe Burrow. I think his continued improvement is there uh, for the Bengals, notwithstanding the injuries that they have. Um, they they would hold hold no fears going to um, Highmark Stadium either. So that. They're all fine from that point of view. I like the plus five. I like the plus five. Do you want to get interested in that, Jared? Absolutely, Jim. The door's no, open. No, I'll, I'll jump in as well. So, um, Jimmy and I, well, gee, so uh, we're, we're going to continue, try to continue our lead here in the lunch bet. So, Jimmy and I against Jared on the uh, on, on the plus five. All right. We like that. We like that. Now, this is going to be a beauty. We're going to Levi's Stadium. It's Monday, 10.30. AM, our time. The 49ers will host the Dallas Cowboys. This is a famous matchup that often occurs and it's been in some spectacular games over the years. What's the market saying for this one? This, this is going to be a must-watch TV event. It is, and not just uh, for the game itself, but it'd be very interesting watching the Cowboys kicking as well because, uh, as you touched on with Trevor Lawrence, uh, coming back from where he came back from, but geez, the uh, it was hard to watch the uh, the, the game there when, when when they kept missing all those point afters. But the Cowboys are two dollars seventy seven, the 49ers a dollar forty seven, and three and a half is the line. I, I, I think San Fran here. I think they're building towards something. I think minus three and a half that they're they're going to be a bit too good for Dallas. But I think it's going to be an absolutely cracking game, and uh, yeah, it, it, it's it's going to be one. I, I think both whoever wins this game will come out of it with a lot of momentum. Yes, what a matchup. We've got two historical, traditional franchises, had some uh, m massive playoffs uh, historically. And just on that little point, uh, it's great to see that Jerry Jones has a sense of humour. I don't know if you saw it, gentlemen, but halfway through that game after their kicker had missed his fourth, 
fourth kick, Jerry Jones dropped a little tweet on uh, on Twitter that uh, if there happened to be anybody in the stadium that was a, a, a quality kicker, could you please drop down to the dressing sheds? We've got boots and a, a jumper for you. Um, listen, I, I uh, love the 49ers here. Uh, the, the key about the Cowboys for mine is that Dak... Um, uh, he's very poor when there's a lot of pressure on him in the pocket and his time's cut down and he's either moved sideways. Last week, he had a stack of time against the Bucks and he played outstanding. This is a completely different matchup. You know, we've got the best defence. Uh, they're bullies. They've also won their last 11. They've, they've got attacked. Purdy's just dropped in and is just playing to the, the scheme and the system so well. But I think it's all about their frontline pressure on Dak. Uh, I think he's going to be under a lot of pressure here. Uh, I'm very keen about the 49ers and the minus three and a half is not enough. Uh, Nick Bosa, I think, leads the NFL in sacks, quarterback sacks too. So um, that's that's something to consider when it comes to Dak Prescott. Yeah, um, I'm sure Jerry Jones produces that tweet when it comes to negotiation time with Brett Maher, the Cowboys kicker. But, but that was unbelievable. And and as soon as players come out and having to defend the kicker in the in, in the sheds after the game, you think, uh-oh. Uh, this is really interesting because Brock Purdy, was pushed into a corner last week, wasn't he? Like it, that, that was a team under pressure. He had to make some saves. He had to get those first downs and he did it. Like this kid is amazing to see what he's been able to do. Multiple touchdown passes in every one of his seven NFL starts, including now a playoff game, a playoff game when they're under pressure, they're expected to win. You know, he has got so many options when you, McCaffrey has the run option, Debo Samuel, McCaffrey has a reception option, uh, Brandon Ayuku, he went to George Kittle twice. Like George Kittle had two receptions and they still smashed the Seahawks. Like that's that's how good a side that Kyle Shanahan has here with his, you know, it's like, okay, insert this quarterback here and then play my system. And look at all these, look at all these threats that you have around it. Combine that with the best defense in the league. Um, I'm with you, Jared. Minus three and a half. I think nowhere near enough for the 49ers in a historical match, put on a, a show against the Cowboys. So to be fair, um, and to be fair to Dak, he played, they played really, really well last week. They, they had an exceptional game, but um, different story um, this week as well. Righto, Jared, you better give us your tips for the weekend and your best bet for the NFL. Yeah, I, I like all four favourites, Jimmy. I, I do think the Chiefs, the Eagles, the Bills and the 49ers win. Uh, if there was one game that was possibly the question, maybe it's that Bengals-Bills matchup. But I'm going to go, like last week, uh, two bets I did like. One was the all-up of those four favourites. It's a very juicy $3.23 for the Chiefs, the Eagles, the Bills, into the 49ers. Uh, and I thought the other best bet, Aside from the 49ers uh, covering the line, that first game, the Chiefs-Jags, under 52.5 at $1.89 was my other best play for the week. Tristan? Yeah, I, I really like San Fran in the uh, in the last game. I think minus three and a half at the dollar eighty five. I'm, I'm going to be all over that. I think they'll win the game comfortably, and and, and I think they'll continue their uh, their route towards the Super Bowl. So, so Jared, just to clarify, the only game that you thought was a question mark head to head was the Bengals up against the Bills, and yet you you've gone against you've gone the minus five. Correct. Okay. Okay. Interesting. <laughs> Very interesting. Uh, all right. So I'm, I'm with everyone. I think the 49ers minus three and a half. So uh, $1.86 for that one. Here's my alternate line, courtesy of the Top Sport website, right, for the Giants game against Philadelphia. I, the, the, I'll take the plus nine and a half. I would have loved 10, 
Uh, this might be an impassioned plea to anyone who has an influence across that. Christian, uh, $1.79, the plus nine and a half, $1.79. The Giants against the Philadelphia Eagles and uh, all important staking plants. I'll have 50 on each, please. So, so Jimmy, the uh, the extra three minutes pause music uh, didn't get you into the uh, the Giants at the plus seven and a half? No, nah, couldn't get me. <laughs> couldn't get me. So, um, there we go. How we go? Just just a response on that ten, Tristan. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'm a very um, a very uh, generous person after the uh, after the, uh, the the third in the Magic Millions there yesterday. So I'll bump it up to a plus ten for you, Jimmy, for the ultimate line. So we'll pop that on. So the the, the all important staking plan. It was the plus ten now, and what was the other one? Sorry, as I'm popping it into the system. 49ers minus three. There we go. I tell you what, uh, we we've had one loss, mobile. Uh, amongst us this week if the eagles happen to win by 11 or more i am betting that there's another one goes in the bin this weekend it's amazing how temperamental this reception is down here uh, in Cordell. but uh anyway so there we go we're locked and loaded for the divisional round of the nfl so and uh and jimmy just to recap for the listeners uh the all-important lunch bets this week you're on the jags at the plus 10 against me and both of you are on the bengals at the plus five against me correct the, the one game you're worried about in the head-to-head jerry that, that's right isn't it yeah i hope both of you got, <laughs> i hope both of you got your phones fixed by the end of today <laughs> loud and clear jared loud and clear all right that is our nfl uh, look for divisional round let's have a look at some racing over the course of this weekend as well uh jared where are you taking it uh, Jimmy, I want to go to Randwick. Let's go to race nine. Uh, Waterhouse runner. I really liked its first up run. I thought it uh, tied a little bit, peaked a little bit on condition. Uh, gets conditions to suit here now. Race nine, number seven, Star Sparks. Drawn very well. Second up. Gets the blinkers on. I think it goes to the lead. Uh, out the 1600 suits, and I think it gives them something to chase on straightening. So Randwick, race nine, number seven, Star Sparks. Uh, around the $3.60 mark at the moment. And Jimmy, you can log in and there's a top up there available and just get stuck into it. And you could even add a couple of uh, of your NFL plays into that. And sorry, what was the staking plan, Jared? Uh, mine's very simple, Jimmy, 100 on the nose. Thank you. <laughs> okay, just wanted to, wanted to clear that up. Uh, Tristan, what about you now that you're flush with funds after the Magic Millions? I haven't, haven't got a selection this weekend, but I am looking forward to seeing how the... Um, how the carnival it's starting to move towards brisbane now we're getting some um we've got some good races there we've got the sunshine coast good races coming up so uh we've got got fleming racing today so it's a funny old schedule at the moment racing wise but uh yeah we've got gaul mooney valley and randwick so just looking forward to seeing how the racing shakes out over the weekend all right now i'm looking for my tip race two at randwick number four has number four fleetwood just been scratched Tristan? yes yeah right. okay all right, that's very disappointing. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to go to race three. I'm going to go to the highway. I'm going to take you... Oh, no, 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 sorry, Jimmy. You're in the wrong race. Race one, if number four is Fleetwood. Ah, sorry, got the wrong race. Got the wrong race. The all-important. Here we go. So we've got Fleetwood uh, out of the Cummings yard. Nice two-year-old from the powerful Godolphin team. All trials have been relatively quiet. The horse is showing a bit late to the line. A lot of speed in the race, so Fleetwood to finish off like a freight train. 
and that'll be a good win for Saturday. Now, $3.90 is what's happened here. So opened at 13s. Gee whiz. Well and truly found in the market. I think the all-important staking plan here, Jared, with $3.90 and $1.75 is going to be $100 on the nose. So there we go. It's been an absolutely massive go. And uh, that's what happens. There's, there's two things that happen when happens when Jimmy opens up his wallet. There's a lot of moths that fly out and horses firm very, very sizably. So yeah, $13 into $4, massive go. First started, Josh Parr in the saddle. I think it's going to be very, very hard to beat. All right. That is a big go. Uh, well, yeah, bloody hell. <laughs> and the, uh, the coming yard can produce one. Okay, there you go. Uh, here you go, Jimmy. Here's one for a couple of weeks' time, mate. Uh, about uh, middle of uh, February. Mid, mid Step Feb. Where we where will we be racing with Dark Chill? Um, stepping stepping out in Brisbane, Jimmy. It has a trial in uh, uh, about ten days' time, and um, going very well for the Van Dyke Stable. Well, like they say in the NFL, a week is a long time, Jared. So uh, <laughs> fingers crossed on that one, gentlemen. Been enjoyable today. Thoroughly enjoyed it. Remember that Scorchers, $2.30. If you want to get involved in that as well. Um, plenty of lunch bets on. Uh, plenty of things to look at over the course of the weekend with the BBL sellout at the SCG. Uh, we're going to have uh, great NFL games and, of course, some fabulous racing as well. Until next time, lads. Thanks, guys. What a week ahead. Reading the Play is Australia's favourite source of NRL and horse racing tips. Our professional analysts provide the sporting enthusiasts with the best of the best. Get the best professional tips and previews from our tipsters direct to your phone.